My name is Michael Hildebrand, and I'm the director of the Upstate Mobility Alliance. Today, we have a continuation of our discussion with Scott Craig, General Manager of Corporate Strategy and Planning with JTEC North America. Scott will share his three foundational elements for public transit from a rider's perspective. If you don't mind, I mean, foundationally, there are a few items that I, I'd like to take the opportunity to really highlight. And this is really from a rider's perspective. And COVID or no COVID, I mean, these are really foundational elements that I, that I think we need, need to, as a community, be certainly aware of. So what I'd like to talk about first is really I want to highlight three things, Michael, and these would be foundation, foundational elements. I want to talk about one hour frequency. I want to talk about the business of business. And I want to talk about vision. And, and I'll try to be uh, brief with these. But again, from a rider's perspective, we have to really address this one hour frequency. I think it's the single greatest barrier that we have to broader adoption of transit in Greenville. In most cities, Michael, you make your way to the bus stop and you're late for whatever reason. And it's not a big deal. You just wait on the next bus. In Greenville, if I miss bus 510 at 732, Michael, I have to wait one hour, right? And I don't arrive at my office until 846. But luckily, JTEC likes me, Michael. They applaud my commitment to transit. In fact, they partner in the community. I represent them in, in our transit initiatives. And so, my, you know, I remain in good terms regarding employment, but not everybody enjoys that, right? There's some businesses that they just can't. You know, they, they, they can't allow that kind of variability. And uh, so that really puts folks in a, in a difficult position. Um, Michael, when I do that, to be clear, when I – for whatever reason, I'm late getting to the bus, whether it's weather related or it's, it's my fault or the bus is just ahead of schedule. I, I elect, I don't stay there for an hour, Michael. I do what I've come to call the, the walk of shame. I go a half mile down to my bus stop and all my neighbors see me go to work. And then I make that shameful return home in front of them. And they all know that I missed the bus, but I get in my car, Michael, and I drive to work. But so many of our riders that I share the bus with, they don't have that same opportunity. Right. Yeah. So really, to summarize that point is I just think that um, this one hour service, you know, getting beyond that and recognizing that the cities that we're competing with, they have 15 minute service, you know, 30 minute service, you know, worst case. So it's really something that needs to be addressed first. The second thing I'll talk about uh, that's really foundational is the business of business. And I'll call it business of business uh, paradox. And the business of business comes from uh, actually the governor, uh, government master, as well as uh, secretary of the Department of Commerce, Bobby Hitt. Uh, I love what they say, Michael. They said the business of South Carolina is business. And that's excellent. And it's true, actually. I can vouch for that as I've met with each of these guys personally, you know, on two occasions as I've worked on expansion projects here in Greenville. And they really do mean that. But the paradox here is how do you really support business? Business needs workers, right? Businesses need workers. Workers need transportation. So if we in South Carolina are really about business, you know, we need to fund transit to make more workers available to those businesses. So I think that's another point that we really, we need to emphasize. And, uh, you know, without doing that, we are at a significant disadvantage. I mentioned that, um, you know, one of my responsibilities at JTEC is, is really working on site selection and going through economic incentives and really evaluating city A, B, C, and D, right? And uh, we did that. And at, at each of our expansion projects here, Greenville showed well on so many different um, 
you know, in so, so many different metrics, but public transportation is one that I think is going to be a barrier. Uh, JTEC was able to navigate without a robust transit system, but you're never going to see Amazon, for example, right? You're never going to see these, these really big progressive companies that come here and are game changers in a similar way that BMW was. With that robust transit system, I think we're really going to be challenged to compete with Charlotte, with Atlanta, even Chattanooga. And then finally, Michael, I'll talk just a bit about uh, the vision. Uh, and that, this is one of my favorite topics, actually. I'm not shy about my passion for the upstate. I love this story. Um, I, I learned this in Leadership Greenville, actually. Um, so so yeah, I'm still in the story, I suppose. But uh, the, the way that this was shared is that the upstate never had, Michael. Um, they didn't have a coast. They were lacking a port. They never had a major navigable waterway. They never had, or they were lacking the designation of a major government-like seat, like a state capital. Uh, and throw on top of that, a major geographic commerce barrier, that's the Appalachian Mountains to the west. These things typically don't bode well for economic expansion. But the folks in the upstate, Michael, they, they were a group of visionaries that came together and they leveraged their strengths. And I think that's really what I would like to urge you know, our leadership, hopefully we can do this through our mobility alliances, really start to consider what will the upstate be 30 years from now? And it's very exciting for me because I, I think we're extremely well positioned. I personally could see Greenville, uh, Spartanburg becoming really Austin, Texas of the East Coast perhaps. And I think there's an exciting undercurrent that's built in here with a robust startup community, willing investors, we have the climate, the cost of living, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's just connecting these pieces. But how does transit fit in that, Michael? I, I think we have here, things here that no one else has, right? And to really kind of bring this full circle, I want to talk about a few elements. Um, in strategy, we talk about roadmaps a lot. You and I have had this conversation. Uh, and I reference Google Maps a lot. Google Maps are great. They know where you want to go. More importantly, they know where you're at right now. You push the button on your phone, Michael, and it, what does it do? It gives you the most efficient means of getting from point A to point B. If I look at a roadmap that is transit in the next 30 years for Greenville, it's, it's really something to be excited about. You can see a series of terms that, that we have to take advantage of. We have a swamp rabbit trail. We have a base transit system, right? It's getting really exciting now uh, that we're seeing improvements made in sidewalks, walkable and livable communities, which we're also engaged in. And then through uh, community partners such as CA4I, Clemson University, we're seeing a lot of smart initiatives and smart city opportunities present themselves. So what does it all mean? Well, Michael, when we think about putting together this roadmap, a roadmap that where each turn or each action that we employ, we just keep getting stronger. Turn one enables turn two, collectively turn one, and turn two will enable turn three, and we just get stronger. I like to think about that in regards to the swamp rabbit transit, smart systems, walkable, livable communities. And um, I, I think if we connect those, Michael, in such a way that, you know, transit 15 minutes, will we ever be at transit 15 minutes? That's significant capital investment. I don't think we're going to see the ROI to make that happen, and that's fine. Swamp Rabbit. Swamp Rabbit is in the process of being extended. We need bridges. Again, there's, and with limited funds related to COVID, it's going to be a challenge uh, to get that funding, we're certainly going to support that though. Sidewalk, bike paths, a lot of this stuff is a challenge. It's going to be a challenge in this new normal post-COVID. 
uh, to really see ROI. But what I really want to emphasize and promote to everybody is that if we're smart about this, and we look at these kind of in macro at 30,000 feet, there's a way that we can compromise on each of these, right? We can scale back on each of these, but have each of them enhance each other, right? And reinforce. And, you know, what does that look like? Well, maybe transit doesn't need to be 15, 15 minute uh, frequency if we have the swamp rabbit and we have the bridges, right? And if we have walkable, more walkable, livable communities, um, you can see how that would enhance. And again, turn one, turn two, turn three. Uh, ultimately, Michael, I think we end up with a scenario that is um, much better than where we're at today. I, I think we get a greater ROI with measured spending in each of these than we would in if we spent a lot of money on either one of them independently. And what we end up with is uh, kind of a, a transit system that's more than public transit. It's Swamp Rabbit, it's bus, it's it's sidewalks, it's walkable livable communities, and then it's smart city systems. I, I think we come out the other end of this with a community that's far better served than we are today, and we can much more effectively compete with other cities. So that was, uh, I know that was a lot of, a lot of words, Michael, but I, you know, there's some of the things that foundationally, I think we really have to address one hour service. Uh, I really think if we're truly in the business of business, we need to fund transportation uh, from a state and uh, a local level. And then finally, vision, I think we really have to challenge ourselves um, to really leverage these assets that we have that, that have the potential to really kind of propel us ahead of so much of the competition. Now, Scott, I mean, I think that you just really have, have laid out uh, that plan that we talked about, you know, the, the plan of, of how do we make not only public transit, but how do we make the upstate um, a better place and, and in, improve the quality of life? And I, and I really like your perspective of how, each of these elements of, of transportation can support each other. You know, it, it's not a, it's not an either or it's a both and here. How can we, how can we uh, build on the strengths that we have and how can they support uh, every, each other going forward? I just, I think that's a really great perspective and, and one that um, would be really useful to build off of. So Scott, I really appreciate your time. This is, um, this has been really informative for me. And um, I just, uh, I appreciate you sharing some of, some of your knowledge with us. Yeah, no worries. Thank you for the opportunity, Michael.